Hi, and welcome to episode 93 of the LDS study session with your host, Matthew Roberts. Today, uh, we're going to continue with our Come Follow Me study for the week, uh, found in August 26th, 1 Corinthians chapters 8 to 13, Ye are the body of Christ. And today we're looking um, at the section covering 1 Corinthians 12 to 13. Spiritual gifts are given to benefit all of Heavenly Father's children. Now, I, I, I love studying the gifts of the Spirit. I think that they are one of the... In, like most for me personally, one of the most interesting things that I that I have that I have to study, uh, for a number of reasons, uh, because of how we receive them, because of how um, we we know that everyone, every single person, and we'll, and we'll see that in a minute, is blessed by them, uh, and also that there is a huge variety of uh, gifts of the spirit that we have to look at. Now, in First Corinthians twelve, um, Paul begins by reminding them about how. We, we can't know that Jesus is the Christ without the Holy Ghost. He says in verse 3, Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord but by the Holy Ghost. Um, so Paul is reminding the people first here that the role, the role that the Holy Ghost has in testifying of Jesus as our Saviour. Um, really really important point because of course when he goes on to talk about the gifts of the spirit that's where that that comes from as well now the bruce harbour conkey said this quote and finally to believe in christ in full and perfect and saving sense we must heed the testimony and accept the teachings of the lord's prophets so that we too may enjoy the promptings of the holy spirit and feel the spirit of revelation in our own souls the comforter is given to the saints who bear record of the father and the son no man paul says can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. The world needs prophets today as much as it ever did. Prophets who are the Lord's agents, who stand as legal administrators with power like Peter's to bind on earth and have their acts sealed eternally in heavens. Prophets who speak for God, who remind, who reveal his word and who and his will to the people. Prophets who reveal and interpret the truth about Christ our Lord and his gospel. Close quote. Elder McConkie there, stating that the importance of understanding that with the Spirit we can know of what things are said to be true. That yes, we have living prophets on the earth today, but because we have the Holy Ghost and in this true and living church, um, that is um, important. I think I want, I want to analyze the phrase true and living church at, at this moment. I didn't really plan to do this, but I think that this is important. We hear the phrase often, true and living church, and there is meaning to that. It's not just a kind of a buzzword or a phrase that we use because, you know, that's what we've heard said. There are actually meanings behind those two specific words, true and living. The church is true because it was restored by the Lord himself onto the earth today with priest authority to administer the ordinances thereof and principles taught in this church. Um, and when I say principles and doctrines, I mean principles and doctrines, not policies or practices. Um, but the actual core doctrines and principles of the church are true. Uh, and that, uh, so, that, so that the word true encapsulates all of that. And then the word living, I think, is a really interesting one. Why do we call it a living church? Well, that's because of what Elder McConkie was just talking about and what Paul is speaking about here in chapter 12, verse 3, that we have the Holy Ghost as a active agent in this in this church. Just as our Heavenly Father and the Lord Jesus Christ are active agents within this church, the Holy Ghost as the third member of the Godhead has an important role to play in this church in that he makes it the living church 
so that we can receive revelation, personal revelation, and revelation through a living prophet to guide the entire church. This means, of course, that the church does not stand still in its policies and practices. The doctrines do not change, the principles do not change, but the policies and practices do change and adapt over time because the church is living. It has the Holy Ghost testifying to the prophets and apostles what needs to be done by the Lord to be able to move the church forward as the last days move on. And I just think that's, you know, Paul is stating here that we need to have that spirit. And because we have a true and living church, we have what is called the gifts of the spirit. Now, as I mentioned before, I absolutely love this. I don't think I'm going to fit this into another five minutes. So I'll just go through what I can do now and then share the rest tomorrow. But um, we see here in verse four, Paul says this. Now, there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. We know that spiritual gifts are blessings or or gifts or kind of attributes that we can receive by having the Holy Ghost to be with us. Um, in the Gospel Topics, which the manual, manual mentions, it says this, quote, Each faithful member of the church has at least one spiritual gift. And the Lord encourages his children to seek earnestly the best gifts, always remembering for what they are given. This close quote. I love that because I think we sometimes forget this. When we look around at every single member of our church, every single one of them has at least one spiritual gift. Um, and that includes yourself, um, if you're a member of the church. The act of receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost has made it so you have received a spiritual gift. Now, I, I think I have an idea of, you know, one or two of the things that I'm particularly blessed with, with by the Spirit. Um, but I think that sometimes we, we don't think about it as much or we don't seek for it as much. And that's really what um, we need to be doing. Uh, as we know, Paul then goes into a list of spiritual gifts. And I'm not going to read them all uh, because it will take an, uh, quite some, uh, some time. But if you want to look in 1 Corinthians 12, um, and then it's verses 8 to 11, he lists several uh, different gifts of the Spirit. Uh, and they are also listed in the Gospel Topics um, topic which is spiritual gifts some of them of course being uh, mentioned in other parts of scripture as well but what i do like is um what president nelson has said about this and he gave this talk after he was recently called as the president of the quorum of the 12 apostles and i remember him giving this talk and me thinking wow like that was an, that was an excellent and i could see kind of some of the mantle coming on him as president of the quorum of the 12 apostles at that point uh, it, it just a few years ago he said this in the April 2016 General Conference in a talk called The Price of Priesthood Power. Uh, quote, he named faith, virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience, godliness, brotherly kindness, charity and diligence. And don't forget humility. So I ask, how would our family members, friends and co-workers say you and I are doing, are doing in developing these and other spiritual gifts? The more those attributes are developed, the greater will be our priesthood power. Close quote. The principle of spiritual gifts is an important one because, yes, it is interesting to look into the different gifts that people can have and, con and consider and ponder what gifts other people have. But the most important thing we need to do is consider the gifts that we have been blessed with. And if we don't know the spiritual gifts that we've been blessed with, then we can ask, find out. What is also important to remember is that, as is mentioned in the manual and uh, in the Come Follow Me manual and in the Gospel Topics um, entry, that this list that we're given in Paul and in other places in the Scriptures are not the exhaustive list. There are other gifts that are not even mentioned in Scriptures that are gifts of the Spirit. 
when I was on my mission, uh, we had um, Elder Robert C. Oakes uh, visit our mission, and he testified of a number of things, but he also talked about the gifts of the Spirit. He talked about how every single missionary there had specific gifts that were given to them for that time in that particular place in the world for particular individuals. And he also talked about, of course, that there are many other gifts uh, that are not listed. One of them that sticks in my mind is the gift of administration, the gift to be able to be kind of organized, know structure of things and procedures and then follow those through and help others follow those as well. And I thought that was quite impressive to think about. And as I kind of sit and think here now, I can think of other gifts that probably are not, well, I know are not listed here, but I would argue are gifts of the Spirit, the gift of being able to listen. Uh, I think listening to people and kind of taking on board what they're saying um, kind of conscientiously and um, sincerely is a gift. You know, some people just can't do it. <laughs> um, and I, I've been, you know, I, I sometimes have been shown that I can't do that. Uh, and so I think that is a gift of the Spirit. And then another gift could be the gift of empathy, probably linked with the gift of charity. But I think empathy is, you know, a really deep and meaningful gift as well to have. Those are just a few examples, and I'm sure you could think of others as well. And actually, if you're listening to this, I'd love to hear some of your ideas of what other gifts of the Spirit there are on Twitter, at MattSRoberts90. I just think it's fascinating to think that every single person, um, every single member of the church has at least one gift, and that we might not even know what those gifts are. If you're not sure for yourself, ask, find out, ask your Heavenly Father, and he will help you, and then you can develop them. And that's what, you know, the parable, the talents, and all of these teachings tell us about improving ourselves. There is a few more things I wanted to say about the gifts of the Spirit, but as I predicted, I'm reaching the 10-minute mark already. So I'm going to pause it there so it's kind of spread over two episodes. Um, thank you very much for listening. I really appreciate you know the time you take to listen to this, to my ramblings, and I hope that you learn something from it that can help you. And it certainly helps me just to kind of go through, through things over in my mind and voice them as well. Uh, if there's anything that you've been learning or studying, I'd love to hear it at, at sroberts90 as well on Twitter. Until we meet again.